Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. Built on the belief that there is something to be learned from every conversation, this podcast provides a space for fabulous individuals to find a voice within our ever-changing world. This special series of episodes has been put together alongside the Creative Bravery Festival, a festival of learning celebrating acts of bravery that will help transform and rethink the way we approach education. Young people are at the heart of education and our future, and it is important that as we reimagine, we hear their voices and really listen to the things that matter to them. These special episodes share some brief insights into the lives of some of those young people as I invite them to talk about what feels important to them right now. Happy listening. So welcome to one of these special editions of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, um, where we are talking, well, I'm going to be talking over the next week or so with a range of young people to find out what their views are. And today I am really excited to be joined by Harrison, who is in Worcester, I think. Is that right, Harrison? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. Um, Would you like to start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Maybe how old you are, things you like to do or or anything else that comes to mind? Um, I'm 12. I'm in year eight and I love to play football. Excellent. So what position do you play football? Um, Sort of centre attack in mid, sort of behind the strikers. Goal scoring? Uh, sometimes. Uh, do you play for a team at the moment? Uh, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Which team's that? Do you want to give them a shout out? Um, Wordsley and Keyford. Excellent, excellent. And I, I understand that you are a football fan as well and you've got a, a Premier League team that you follow, which is which is your local team? Villa, yeah. Excellent. Well, well, we'll, yeah, as an Everton fan, then we'll kind of maybe agree to differ on our choice of football teams. Um, but you can, you're, at least we're both in the Premier League for next year, hey? Yeah. We look forward to those Villa-Everton games. And yeah, and actually I've just remembered another. I went to, I went to Goodison Park. Here you go, here's a random story to tell. I went to Goodison Park and saw, sadly, Villa beat Everton 1-0. And I remember Paul Merson scoring a wonder goal in literally the dying seconds of the match and feeling so gutted leaving that ground. But there we go. There's a, a memory, a football memory to share with you. Yeah. So, um, so what I'm interested in and what we're going to talk, I have no idea what we're going to end up talking about today. Um, so my first question to you is what feels important to you that you would really like to talk about? Um, football, maybe. Football. So what would you like to talk about football-wise? Anything to do with football. Anything to do with football. So <laughs> what, ab- and what about... Um, Let's have a think. God, this is testing me, racking my brains. Um, what? About, okay, so have you been watching the news over the last couple of days with the England players? What, with Grealish? And yeah, oh, and um, there were two that have been caught and have been told off and have been kicked out of the England squad because they broke coronavirus rules. Um, I actually haven't heard of that one. I've heard of the Grealish one, though. the Grealish one. Okay, so obviously you've got a connection. Obviously you've got a connection with Grealish because he's one of your players. So do you think he should be playing for England and first pick in the team? Uh yeah. It, all my mates say he shouldn't, but whenever I ask them who they should replace him with, they they can't think of anyone. They're just saying that because they probably just don't like him. So what is it about him that you? Why is it that you think he should be 
in the squad or in the team, let's say. Because you play in the same position pretty much. Uh, okay, so you, so you, you can connect with him because it was, what did you say, an attacking centre midfield? Uh, yeah? Centre attacking midfield, yeah. Yeah, so what is it about him and his style of play that you really like? Um, he's just attacking and he's like got good skills and he just plays the ball through like scores goals. I actually met him. Did you? Where did you meet him? Uh, yeah, there was, it was the zoo. I'm not sure where. Dudley Zoo. And um, it, he was doing sign-ins because he went out drinking um, when he shouldn't have been. And because players hate to do sign-ins, um, he, he had to come and do sign-ins. And we, we went around the zoo first, looked at all the animals and whatnot. And then when we um, went to the sign-in, we were like the last person. And on his way down to the bottom, because there's like a little tram train or whatever it is. Um, I sat next to him on the train thing. Now, that's quite cool. That's a good story. So what what did you talk about? Um, just football. Just just football. So I, just I'm, sen- football. I'm sensing that football plays a big part of your life. Yeah. What, what if you couldn't play football? I'd do a different sport and I'd do a lot more gaming probably. So do you think, so do you do any training for football? Does that take you out? Do you have like evening nights training or is it just games uh, at the weekend? Yeah, I had training last night and I have training on Wednesday and then I play on Saturday and Sunday. So actually it takes a big, so as well as school, a lot of your time spent playing yeah. football. It's not boring though. It's not boring. It's actually fun. What about the coaches that you've got? Do you have do you have different coaches that coach you in training? Yeah, I have two different coaches. So tell me a bit about them. What what's good about them? Um, it's hard to say on the spot. They're, they're they're just nice. They just like have a laugh and laugh around. Do they make you work hard? Yeah, pretty hard. <laughs> so how do they manage to get you to work hard then? What sort of things do they do to to get you well, training? They do, like, they do like fun games that incorporate like exercise and everything. So you're doing exercise, but you're also having fun at the same time. So it's sort of like they cancel each other out, so it's quite fun. So actually, because you're enjoying it and it's something you really care about, you don't mind that it's hard work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, that sounds quite good. Let's talk a little bit about coaches. Um, you've said um, the coaches you've got now are coaches that you like and they motivate you and they make things fun. Um, what about if there was any coaches um, who, you know, perhaps don't motivate you so well or, you know, make you feel less like less inclined to work hard? Because I sense that you're working quite hard for these coaches. You know, what don't you like about, about some coaches that you may have experienced? Um. When they shout, really. Shouting's just, just... Yeah, if you're going to say something, just say it, but, like, don't shout, because that, that, that'll make us not want to listen to you if you shout at us. And how does it make... If you've been trying your hardest, which it sounds like you definitely do when you're training and playing, if, so if you're trying your hardest, how does it make you feel when coaches are maybe shouting at you at the end of a game or in half-time? Annoyed. Because if I'm, tra- like, tra- training hard every week and playing hard... And like turning up to the matches and doing all that, and all they're gonna do is just shout at me. 
not like if they can give like constructive criticism and stuff like that's all good. But if they're just gonna like just shout at me, say everything I've done wrong, and ignore stuff that I've done well, then there's just no point in being a coach. No, definitely. And so the coaches that the good coaches that you've got, what is it that they do that makes you feel um, keep motivated and and you know happy to be involved? And how do they how do they talk to you and how do they give you that sort of feedback and things like that? Um, they sort of like talk to us like we're their age and like they're not they're not above us and everything and they just talk to us nicely and they they give constructive criticism not showing and they just yeah it's quite nice overall yeah so it sounds like they treat you with a bit of respect but also um, treat you in a way that doesn't assume that you haven't done your best if that makes sense I'm not sure I'm not sure I've phrased that very well um but yeah they're assuming that you've tried your best um and yeah treating you and talking to you so that you can understand and and helping you rather than just telling you it's all rubbish yeah yeah and and what about in terms of is there anything else you know that let's let's say that you're now um involved in coach education and you're going to stand and and talk to a group of coaches who want to be great coaches what do you think you know what from your perspective as a player you know who wants to who's always trying their best wants to get really good what sort of advice or guidance or things would you say to those those coaches for the future that you'd like to see them do and you think would be really good maybe like like a a two to sort of one ratio three to one's like three good things and what you've done and then one thing that you could major like probably try and improve next time you do like play a game or whatever it's next half or something try and give you some tips and not just take you off because you did one bad thing just let you play a bit and if you're still doing it they can take you off and tell you what to do and then put you on again later put you in the game later and they can just like give you some tips on what to do in situations Let's think about a coach that gets the best out of you. Yeah. How do, what sort of words do they use and how do they um, talk to you and give you that feedback? They just sort of like talk to me in a way that like I can do it. I'm just doing a couple of things wrong. Not like I can't do it. I'm only doing a couple of things right. So it's really important. It feels like it's really important. And sometimes coaches forget that actually we all like to know what we're doing right. And actually, if nobody points out what we're doing right, how do we know to do it again? Yeah. Definitely. Well, that sounds, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a good plan. And I think often we forget to focus on the good stuff and always jump in and tell people what's wrong. Um, yeah. But if you want to motivate people then helping them see and understand what they're doing well and why they're doing it well is really helpful. So often in football, they talk about particularly strikers um, needing confidence. Um, And if, for example, a striker hasn't scored for a while, they'll talk, you know, commentators and people will talk about how challenging it is for them to rediscover their confidence. How, how do your coaches help you? Do you think, um, build your confidence and you've talked about highlighting the positives you know are those are the sort of things that help you feel confident as a as a footballer and able to keep trying new things 
a lot of the time they just like just tell us to give it a go and if we mess up one we can most of the time realize what we've done wrong ourselves and then just say um okay like we've like maybe put a bit too much like kicked it too high and then we can just try and improve that next time we shoot and hopefully score absolutely yeah i like that just give it a go i think that's a really good message so what about um it, what about things that you would like to change is there anything that you'd like to change football wise school wise world wise anything yeah can we can we talk about it is it something to, it's something we can talk about yeah yeah go on then what is it you'd like to change because I go to skating a lot, I'll probably go skating later as well on the skewer. Um, like, there's not enough indoor skate parks, that's one of them, ever. And they they need to, like, have more, like, indoor football pitches that, like, you can go to and just play football with and stuff. So something about facilities and, and places for you to actually go and do what you enjoy. Yeah. So what? Because we can't do it right now with COVID, but like still, even before there wasn't much. Yeah. So what's it? So if if for example it's wet outside and really horrible weather, would that yeah. affect whether you went skating or not at the moment? Pretty much, yeah. Because I've got a skate park quite close to me, but it's like the only skate park near me. So if it's raining and because there's no indoor skate parks apart from like forty minutes away and one hour away in like Birmingham or like whatever so they're all like really quite far away and obviously just to go skating like maybe if my ankle's hurting or something I just want to go skating I don't want to travel like 40 minutes just to go skating then to say oh I kind of want to go home now and you have to and you have to pay money to go that's true and what about football so indoor pitches so what's the attraction of an indoor pitch for football rather than being outside there's some like indoor like there's one indoor one near me, but they're sort of like used for badminton and stuff, not really football. There's an AstroTurf, but that's not very good. What's the appeal of going inside for football? It's just better because if it's raining, you can still you you can still instead of just gaming, which get it's fun until it gets boring after you've done it for a while. So you just want to go out and play football with your mates and you can't go anywhere because it's raining. So, so as well as your training and your football team stuff, would you and a group of friends just go and take a ball and go down the park and have a kick about? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And how often would you do that, do you reckon? Well, if we had an indoor one, I reckon we'd be down there all the time. <laughs> so I'm definitely sensing that football is a big big part of your life whether it's watching football football supporting your team or actually playing it yourself yeah yeah so yeah. let's 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 take a week and is there a day in a, in a normal week where you wouldn't play football or go skating um well maybe if I've got some homework to do but then if it's raining and I've got homework to do and I'm tired, then maybe then I wouldn't play. But a lot of the time, if I've got training, I'll try and go if I can. And if I've got a match, then I'll try my hardest to get there. And it, even if not, I still want to play football and stuff. So. 
And it's, I, I really like it. You know, it's great because often we hear at the moment there's lots of challenges of young people playing, you know, parents trying to get them to go outside and do physical activity and play sports and things like that rather than being on. Now, this is going to show my age, whether it's Xbox or Nintendo, whatever it might be. And I'm sure that's probably not what it is in there. Yeah, I'm Nintendo sh- Switch is quite popular now. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking like a DS, Nintendo DS Lite when I was young. <laughs> they probably don't oh, exist anymore. <laughs> Nintendo Switch Lites. Those are- uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I used but- to have a red I have an Xbox. So I'm going to try and get a PC soon so I can play more games. Excellent. But it feels like you're, you've got quite a good balance of going out and doing lots of physical activity with something that you really love um, and also getting your homework done, which is a good thing. Um, but then being able to you know, see your friends and combine your sport, which is, seems to be your real passion and your hobby, um, but also with seeing your mates. And so it feels like quite a nice um, rounded way to be. That's what it does. It, that's what it feels like anyway, as I'm talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on, really. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there we go. You can call yourself a, round, a good rounded individual. Yeah. I've also, I'm trying like quite hard to do my homework and everything because I just joined a new school. Okay. So how's that been? So is it, how, how long have you been back at school? A week now? Or no, um, not, only a few days. Right. We went on Friday and then it was a stupid day to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so and, how, and how's, the, how's the new school been so far then? Good. Better than my old school, definitely. Oh, that's good. So do you know anybody at your new school or have you gone in? Uh, yeah, some, most of my mates from primary school go there. So it's like sort of like an even split, really. Oh, that's good. So it wasn't like you haven't you went in and didn't know anybody. You've been able to see some friends. Yeah. And, and has, it, has it been good going back to school, having had so long off? The coronavirus yeah it's good seeing all my mates but we we still obviously can't play for like football in the playground and do stuff we it's kind of just talking <laughs> <laughs> and how how is it because have you got to go at strange you've got to go at strange times or something like your start times and your end times are different and staggered so that everybody arrives at different times well, no, it's not that. We go through different gates, and okay. when we end, people because there's like what, like year seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Um, I think like year sevens this week. I leave in at eight minutes early. I I leave three minutes early, and then the other years leave at like two minutes late, three minutes late. But then it's on like a rotor of like five weeks and everything. So yeah. So the, leaving early sounds good. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty useless me leaving early though because I'm still going to wait for my brother to walk <laughs> out. He, he, he has to leave seven minutes late, so I'm stuck for 10 minutes. Oh, no. Well, that's a very kind brother thing to do to wait for him. Yeah. I don't live that far away. I just live down the alley. There's an alley and then I live, that's pretty much my school there. So. Oh, well, that's good. That's not too, not, too, not too far a walk then. No, not really. It's up a hill there. <laughs> so you got to keep fit got to keep a little bit fit maybe that helps with your football so I've, I've just yeah. got I'm just curious about a couple of things before we before we finish one is what 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 do you really want to achieve through football have you got any ambitions for your your own play or you know where you want to where you want to go as a footballer well yeah obviously I want to go to like a pro team and whatever and be a pro and score goals and everything in front of loads of people 
really. And play for Villa? Yeah. Yeah, play for Villa. <laughs> and England. And and what will you do to in the next, you know, few years to put yourself in the best position to maybe make those dreams come true? Well, I just gotta like play as if there's someone like watching me to go to a pro club so then if there is ever ever someone watching me then I'll play well in front of them and find a way to get somewhere good excellent and keep training keep yeah. playing yeah keep practicing and I think the biggest thing is you can have Jack uh, Grealish as your role model on the pitch but yeah may, maybe don't pay too much attention to some of the things he gets up to off the pitch yeah <laughs> Well, thank you very much for talking with me. Um, and I wish you lots of luck with all your football training. Yeah, and um, also hope that your school year goes well, um, settling yeah. into your new school. And yeah, even yeah. if you do have to wait for your brother when you finish school. I actually go to Bishops. Oh, my dad's, that's where you went. That is my old school. There you go. And also, my niece, two of my nieces now go to that school. Oh. So yeah, I remember. I remember. Do I used to do lots of? What did I used to play? I used to play playing all the sports teams. So I never played football because I was a girl and we weren't allowed at that stage to play football. But I used to play hockey, netball. Yeah. And lots of lots of different things. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, lots of lots of memories of that school. Yeah. So there's a nice connection. Yeah. That's excellent great. well thank you very much and um yeah good luck with all your football ambitions okay thank you you have been listening to the coffee and conversation podcast the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen my thanks again to my guest harrison and to you for listening until the next time take care